0: The scripture this morning is from Psalm 10. Hear the word of the Lord. Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who were caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts about the cravings of his heart he blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. Your laws are rejected by him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will ever shake me He swears, no one will ever do me harm. His mouth is full of lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush, he murders the innocent. His eyes watch in secret for his victims. Like a lion in cover, he lies in wait. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God will never notice. He covers his face and never sees. Arise Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, He won't call me to account? But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked man. Call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would not otherwise be found out. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed so that mere earthly mortals will never again strike terror. This is God's Word.
1: Thanks be to God. You know, one of the commentators in writing about this psalm says it's good that churches progress through Scripture because this would be one of those that we would be prone to skip because there's a lot that's going on here and it can seem Uh, strong and harsh and things like that. Uh, But as we work through it, let's take a moment and pray that the Lord would work in our hearts what He needs to do. Heavenly Father, we give You praise today. You've blessed us with grace and mercy as we sang, You are a good and gracious King. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Lord, as we approach Your Word now, I pray that You would do what Your Word says in 2 Timothy 3, that it would teach us, it would reprove us, correct us, train us to live into the righteousness that is ours in Jesus Christ, and, and may Your Word equip us for every good work that You have prepared for us, or not simply to think rightly, but to live Rightly. Father, as we approach this psalm today, may your spirit bring comfort to any who feel anxious or fearful or distraught. Lord, it can be so easy to lose sight of the the big picture and by overcome by all that we see and experience around us. But in this moment, I pray you would bring strength to the hearts of those who are feeling silence from heaven. May today you bring peace and a glimpse of you. I pray all of this through the saving and powerful and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Back in 2006, I tried to sell my truck. If you've ever seen my truck, it's a little matchbox truck parked to a, what some would say, a real truck. It looks small and tiny, um, but so in 2006, I thought, I, I, I don't know why I thought this, but I wanted to sell it, right? You can, it was only two years old at the time, so now it's really old, um, but I, I did what you would do, right? I posted it on autotrader.com, and, and you know, you get a few bites, but there's also some emails that you get that are shady in nature, right? So, I got a couple of emails that were saying, Hey, I would like to buy your truck and I'd like you to ship it to me, and I'm going to send you a little extra money to cover the shipping costs and then send me any surplus, right? I thought it would be fun to see what happens. So, I responded. And I just kind of kept going along with this email chain to kind of see what would happen and to, to see, it, you know, would I get a check in the mail? Would I, like, what, what's, what's going to happen? And, and sure enough, over the course of me trying to sell my truck, there were two uh, that I got all the way to sending me a check in the mail. And, and I, I, this was one of the, I, I've saved those checks, but I don't know where they are in my office. And this is going to be one of those things where I go back to my office and I'm like, there it is. But... Um, they sent me an extra 7000 above the asking price of the truck. And if you know anything about this scam, right, it's, it's, you deposit the check in your bank account, and they release the funds right away. But they have to still clear the check. And so what happens is you go, oh, man, the, the check is real. There's the money. And then I go and I send the money to this random person. But then the bank says, well, hold on. The money's not there. They take it all back, and you're on the hook for the money that you sent. I didn't go that far. But I, I started to get these emails like, we've sent you the check, where's, where's our money? And, I, and my response always was, well, I'm just waiting for the check to clear. Just be patient. This is a wise thing to do. I hope you can understand that. So but one of the checks I got, which I thought was so fascinating and just shows you got to be a little bit more a little consistent on your scam. The, the check was postmarked from Italy. Okay, so the, the envelope came from Italy. But inside was a check from the IRS for my truck. Does that... Confuse anybody else? Like, why, why, would they, why would the IRS send my check to Italy to then send? Anyway, um, a small minor example in my life of a scam, but you, we know this happens all across the country, right? To bigger extents, people are taken advantage of. To bigger extents, people are sought out to be taken advantage of. We, we pray for, right, Afghanistan. We prayed for Wendy. And, and the, what is happening in her family's life is true evil, true injustice, true wrongdoing. And when we look at the psalm today we're seeing the psalmist who's looking around and he's seeing the wickedness of the world taking advantage of other people. He's seeing true evil unfold, true injustices unfold, and he sees their arrogance in it, their pride in it, their, uh, their aggressiveness in it. And he leads off with a question that cuts to the core, that really is the question. He leads off with that first verse. Why, God, why do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourselves in times of trouble? What a question. Why, God, when we see everything happening around us, where are you? What are you doing? This is as honest as it gets. This is a prayer of silence. This is a prayer of there, there is silence coming from heaven when I'm seeing the world fall apart around me. I've had a couple conversations recently and, and over the years where this question has been asked. Whether it's happening to the person individually or they're thinking about the world and what's unfolding. In the, I, 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 I pray and I pray about what's happening, but I don't hear him. I only experience silence from heaven. And I would encourage you if, if you're there, if that's you, it's okay to ask that question. It's okay to express it. We see it here, we see it throughout the Psalms. And for those who might not be there, for those who, who aren't experiencing that, I would encourage you to be patient and to sit with them. This is, the key is in these silent times, in these moments of difficult seasons. The key that we see unfold in the saints of old over the centuries is that while they might not understand God, while we might not be able to comprehend where he is or what he's doing, the psalmists and the saints still deal with God. They still call to God. And that, I think, is being faithful in the midst of the silence. And I think our psalmist today is being faithful in the midst of of what he's seeing and experiencing. So this is where our psalm begins. We can easily sit here, but I think you unfold the rest of the psalm, and I really have three points for you today. Verses 2 through 11 describe the wicked. He asks this question in one, and then in 2 through 11, he begins to describe to God what he sees. He describes the, the actions and the behavior of the wicked. And then from there, verses 12 through 15, he calls God to action. He prays, God, do something. He calls God to action. And then finally, in the last three verses, 16 through 18, he recalls and reminds his confidence in who his God is. Now, as I just said, our psalmist is looking around and, and he's seeing the wickedness and he's seeing and describing the things that he sees. And, and the themes that he unpacks in the verses are their arrogance their pride, their violence, their hateful speech, and their aggressiveness. Those are the themes that he's unpacking when he's describing the the, the people, the wickedness, the abusers, and so forth. He sees trouble upon trouble. He sees the wicked boasting upon themselves. Their cravings are a virtue to them, right? And it's all rooted in this idea that God doesn't really see it, it's rooted in the idea that if he does, he's gonna forget it anyway, if he even exists. There's a, um, a week and a half ago, there was, a, I don't know if you heard about this, a homicide on I-77 in, in the, the toll lane, and somebody shot into another car and uh, killed the driver, and um, it, it, I don't, the, the driver didn't realize that 77 is covered in cameras, like theirs, they caught him because you can't drive that highway and not be seen. But that gets at the heart of what the psalmist is seeing and he's crying out. Saying, God, they're, they're saying that you're not watching, that you're not engaged, that you're not involved, that you don't see what is going on. And the wicked's word, it's God hasn't stopped us now. What's he going to do? Does this resonate you with you? As you look around the world, maybe our country, and you think, what is going on? It seems as though wickedness is everywhere. It seems as though with cultural acceptance of identities and beliefs and things that run completely opposite to Scripture, God, what is going on? Where are you? Why are you not crushing the evil? Why are you not stopping the suffering? Why do you allow such things to continue? The psalmist is struggling with how God could let this continue. Maybe you are. But this is where the whole counsel of Scripture is so valuable and so helpful. Because in Paul's writing in Romans, we get a glimpse of God's motive in answering this question. The Scripture gives us a fuller picture of maybe this is what God is doing. In Romans chapter 2, Paul writes about not drawing the wrong conclusions from God's silence. Not drawing the wrong conclusions from his appearance of negligence. It's actually kindness and patience. He writes, Do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? What a thought. God's patience is not negligence, it's kindness. Could our hearts be further from the heart of God when we declare God's judgment upon them out there sooner than he does? Could our hearts be further from God when we are impatient with the wickedness in the world while he is patient? Paul does say that wrath is stored up because of hard and unrepentant hearts, but it's his timing. It's not our timing. And when Jesus shows up, he he directly points out that what we think the issue is, the external arrogance, the external things, he drives home and drives to the heart and says, it's about the pride in here. It's about the arrogance in here. It's about not just the hateful speech, but the hateful thoughts. But the Pharisees missed it. And, and Jesus declares the tax collectors and the prostitutes closer to the kingdom of God than them. See, when, when approaching Psalm 10, we have a choice. We can see, we, the, the choice we have is only to see the description of the wicked out there or realize that's us too. If we don't do that, we don't, the the, the beauty of a promise like Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5.21 doesn't carry the weight for our own sake. He became sin who knew no sin so that we could have the righteousness of God. In the cross, we are paid for also. Again, yeah, my, my, my point is not that we can't discuss the culture, not that we can't discuss these things and, and talk about these things, and we need to, but I think it's good for us to regularly check our own hearts for our own pride, our own arrogance, our own contempt Jesus tells another story where he unpacks this. In Luke 18, he tells a story about two people who come to the, the temple to pray. There's the, the morally upright individual who comes, and then, then there's the tax collector who shows up, the outcast, the, I guess the equivalent might be the, 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 the Bernie Madoff, the, the, the Wall Street wolf, right? The one who wants to, to, to take advantage, to make more for themselves. And he gets at the heart because he says, The the morally upright one, his prayer is one of contempt. His prayer is one of disdain. God, thank you that I am not like that person. But the tax collector sees his heart. The tax collector sees the patience and kindness of God, and it leads him to repentance, and he says, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus' words are, he was justified, not the first. The the, the question I ponder, the, the, the question I think about is my own heart. How do I look upon the world? Do I look upon the world with contempt? Do I look upon the world with disdain? Or do I trust that God's got it? That for some reason, it doesn't make sense to me, it's His patience and kindness that causes him to wait. I, I know people who look on the culture with contempt, and others who look on the church with contempt. The issue is the heart of contempt. The issue is the heart of disdain. And all of this leads the psalmist to to turn his attention from what he sees out there and to call God to action. And, and the psalmist reminds us or models for us yet again what gets unpacked in the New, in the, in the New Testament. Uh, Paul, again, gets at verses 13 and 14. Why, do the wicked, uh, why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, he won't call me to account? Paul unpacks it. He will. He's going to. But I want to draw your attention to verse 15. Verse 15 says, break the arm of the wicked man. Call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would not otherwise be found out. Everybody agrees that this is symbolic language that the psalmist is praying. He's saying, God, break their power, break their arrogance, break their pride, to set straight the abuses of power, to be brought low. How often does pride blind us? And yet it's often the rock bottom where God wakes you up. How many stories are about that? How many, how many testimonies of people who've come to saving faith because they hit rock bottom? Kelly Dockery, who oversees uh, one of our, our groups that was shared about, said she calls it the gift of desperation. We see this all over in stories. Here's the thing. That's a kindness of God also that reflects his patience also to lead us to repentance. I think think that should alter our prayers. I think that should change the way that we pray for the world. Yes, that God would break the arm of the wicked. Yes, that God would break pride and arrogance. But Lord, that that would lead them to repentance. That would lead them to dry bones becoming living bones. And Lord, when my pride rears up, break it too. Because I'm a sinner, and I need Jesus. So for the psalmist, not only does this move to call God to action, it, it, it renews his confidence in who God is. He remembers that even if it doesn't seem like it, even if it doesn't feel like it, or go the way that he thinks it should, God is still king. He is the great I am. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. How many nations have risen and fallen, and yet his his name is still glorified throughout history and across the globe? He's holding true to that promise. He is king forever and ever. Christ reaffirms this when he tells the the disciples in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me. He remembers who God is, the psalmist does. And and in verse 17 through 18, you see the fact that he says, God hears, God strengthens, and God defends. It says, O Lord, you hear the desires of the afflicted. You will strengthen their hearts. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed. See, the psalmist sees the wickedness. He sees the brokenness in the world, the sin in the world, the the, the evil in the world. And in his confusion of God's timing, he takes it to him to pray that God would take action. And he's renewed in who God is. And I think he's probably called to action then called to go do and to be and to engage. But it's important to remember that in life, it's not often summed up in 18 verses. In life, God's timing is not so easily wrapped up into a small section. God's work is not a 30-minute sitcom where by the time the credits roll, all the problems have been fixed. But he calls us to action. He calls us to involvement. And depending on where you are, the application will differ some. Some need to simply experience the fact that God hears, that he strengthens, that he defends, to be reminded of the promise that even when we don't see it, he is still king forever and ever. Maybe others, we need to repent of our pride, of our arrogance, of our contempt of others, and be reminded that we are far closer to the tax collector than the, than the, than the Pharisee in saying, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Maybe that's for the first time today for you, to admit your own rebellion against God, to admit, admit your own indifference to Him and see his patience and kindness and turn to him in repentance. Others may need to step into the work, step into the call, step into the game. Because as I prayed on the front end in 2 Timothy three seventeen, God has prepared a good work for us. Paul says, how will they believe, how will they know if someone is not sent? You get to play a part in the redeeming work of Jesus. You get to play a part in that. God may use you to answer this prayer for someone. God may use you to hear, to strengthen, and to defend. Maybe you know the story of William Wilberforce, 18th century Uh, he uh, saw the the horrors and the oppression of the slave trade in Great Britain, and he felt the pull to action. He prayed about it, yes, but he also did something and got involved. And he gave his first speech in Parliament in 1789, and it took 44 years for the slave trade to end in Great Britain. It was not fast. It was not quick. But he felt God's nudging. To get in the game? Is God nudging you today to get out of comfortable armchair judgments and things and to get in the game of caring for those in need? To work alongside the work that God is doing. Brothers and sisters, God is not done yet. God is not done with you, God is not done with His church, God is not done with the world. And you and I have the gift and the privilege to pray for repentance, to be involved in the work that he's doing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you that you would not leave me to my pride, to my arrogance, to my thinking I've got it all together, and you need me on your team. You don't. And yet, in your kindness, you would welcome me to be a part of your team. Thank you. Lord, we know it is solely by the work of your Son that we can do that. So I pray, Lord, I pray for our world. I pray for our church. I pray for your church scattered across this globe that we would see dry bones become living again, that we would see hearts brought out of darkness into the marvelous light, and we would see the call upon us to be involved in that work, where one day our faith shall be made sight, and we will join with the saints and angels singing how great our God is. In your name we pray, amen.